Hi, I'm Jack. And I'm Kevin. This is Good Company in the Car. Can't help it, the girl can't help it. Can't help it, the girl can't help it. She walks by, the men folks stand in rows. I have a cold sore. Ew. I know it's gross. Well, don't, I don't, don't, oh, don't everybody everybody has herpes simplex, right? Are you recording? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hello. <laughs> good <laughs> good company that I do not have a cold sore, but like But that's what herpes it's a herpes virus that I causes know, that. Well it hasn't erupted. I just have a very yeah. I have a very tender spot on the, and it's always, you know, I don't know. Okay. So this is disgusting and I'm sorry, but we're going to talk about it because I brought it up. So I t- actually, I told you earlier today, I think I'm getting a cold sore. <laughs> it's like, so the, the funny, the, just call it a herp. It's a herp. Okay. A, a herpes. Oh, I think they're called a herpes ulcer. Uh, yeah, maybe. Ulcerated ulcer, a her- herpes ulceration. I, but apparently we all have it. Of course we do. Right. Well, when I was in high school, I apparently was raging with whatever herpes is <laughs> because I kept getting cold sores. Now, I'm going to stress this because I was a clean teen. Yeah, you were. I was virginal, uh, so there's no way I had any yeah. anything. No. But uh, there, I think my junior year of high school, I have a fucking... Oh, pause this! Pause this! Pause <laughs> okay. this! Pause this! So, okay, we're back. Okay. That, we were, there was a couple of furious minutes there looking to get now, this uh, high school yearbook. <laughs> so my <laughs> yearbooks, Christ. my high school yearbooks just happened to be out because <laughs> I've been moving stuff around out here trying to clean out. Yeah. So my high school yearbooks were right here. And when I looked over and saw them, I was like, oh, wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you can actually see the, the cold sore here. I a, have. It's a nice photo of it's, you. Oh, yes, it's and, great. Yeah, and you covered your, your face in green marker. I drew for some... on it with a magic marker, yes. So my <laughs> my my sophomore year, my tenth grade year of high school, it's a nice picture. I had it's, I it's had not, a hum- it's not. I had a humongous cold sore on my upper lip that was the size of a dime. Yeah, I mean it was humongous. Yeah, that's brutal. And I remember saying, people kept saying, "Oh, you got a cold sore, you got a cold sore," and I'm like, it didn't start out as a cold sore; it was like a zit, and yeah. it just got out of control, which is exactly what a cold sore is. So anyway, so to continue the story, when I was in high school, I had a lot of cold sores, mm-hmm. and it makes absolutely no sense because there's, I don't know how the hell you catch it, uh, but yeah, and it's caused by stress, I think, triggered. <laughs> And you had a lot of stress in school. If that was the case, my whole face would be an ulceratic uh, (laughs) opening. So, uh, so you know, I don't have cold. I haven't had cold sores in years and years and years and years. I do not believe I have. I'm sure there's something floating. We don't have a photo shoot lined up anytime soon. Exactly, that's true. now uh, now I have stomach pain when I'm all stressed out, as opposed to lip ulcers. Yeah. So. why am I talking about herpes? Oh, cold sore. So, so I've got a spot on my upper lip now, and I can I can run my. Only finger. you know it's there. Your mustache covers it. Well, it's not even that. It's it's literally, it's on the line, like where that's the where lip... they form. Oh, okay. So it's right on the line where my lip, and I just I want to keep touching it. Yeah. I want to keep touching it. I want to keep touching, and I want to. I want to. They have. Wanna... They have lotions for that now. I'm sure I'd have that. I'm. I'm sure my, the the super antibiotic creams I have. But I just like if I rub it, it like it's kind of oddly it hurts, but it feels good. Kind of a you know weird kind of thing. <laughs> so I can try not to play with it because I don't want it to ulcerate. Yeah, I don't. Do not want don't. A fucking you cold exercise sore. a little self control. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's tough on 
a teenager. So yes, yeah, so yes, yeah, so so that yeah, and, and and I remember a good friend of mine. Uh, her name is Kim Goodwin. Uh, she, back in high school, we hi Kim to, Goodwin. Hi Kim Goodwin, <laughs> and we went to we went to church together. And her mother, Priscilla, Mrs. Goodwin, uh-huh. Mrs. Goodwin was a substitute teacher, and uh, she was one of my substitutes. And that, that you know for class, and I walked in, and she was like, "Oh, Jack, oh, you've got a cold sore." <laughs> I was like, "Thanks, I remember that." There's like, a great Gray. a great scene in Spinal Tap where they're interviewing the two guys. They're at a party, and they come over, and they both have these giant herpes. <laughs> it's really funny. That movie is so damn funny, but yeah, that was Sven tough on you as a kid. Yes, it was. It was. Uh, it was quite. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. right the rest of high school was just a song and a dance. Yeah. It was great. I didn't have. I didn't have any stress. I didn't get oh, no, freaked out about nothing. But no, no my my tenth grade year. Uh, was it through high school? Kind of like an eighties movie, like Pretty it in Pink. Was. Yeah. Parkersburg in my mind. Uh-huh. Parkersburg is a John Hughes film. Yeah, and. It it kind of stayed there to a degree. It not not you know I'm not yeah the way I you describe God, it I'm though not knocking on it yeah but like all my friends dressed cool and we all had cars and there were and a we couple all... Molly Ringwald type characters right, right yes it's like you know and, and uh, just it was just crazy it was yeah. but anyway but that's so that's all of this funny. was because I have a the beginning the thing. Of the <laughs> well you know what um tomorrow is my one of my very least favorite days of the year oh no oh oh i know why we go back from daylight savings time to standard time and it already Straight feels forward, like fall back but yeah you know and and the first couple of days of that it, like it's pitch dark by 5 30 i get home from work and i'm like i guess i'll go to bed uh, you know <laughs> and I do, you, do that now. Do you know there's a state that does not observe daylight how, savings does, time? How, did, how with commerce? Doesn't that just screw I everything up? I don't know if it does, but there there is at least one state. And do you, can you guess what uh, it is? Uh, Any like idea? Idaho. No. And Indiana, part of Indiana does it, and part of Indiana doesn't do it. And that'll That's mess you up. up. But there is one state that I know of that does not ever even do daylight savings time. And that is? Arizona. Oh, that's... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Arizona. Oh, bravo. <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen. I've done it again. He can pull these... Segways. Oh, I am so proud. Oh, bravo. Yep. Bravo. Because my hatred of standard time is real. It's not just yeah. for this bit. <laughs> and it's true that Arizona doesn't even bother to do it. Well, that's... Kind and of that's funny. where this week's episode takes place. And that's also where Frank... My best friend Frank lives. Best friend Frank lives. And so this is, again, Interrogation Raw. Interrogation Raw. Season two. Season two. Episode six. Episode six. It's called A Shot in the Dark. Shot in the dark. Now, Jack's got a lot of supplemental information with this, but we're going to pick up where Interrogation Raw starts. So we've got something to get us started. So it starts with on-screen text telling us that 27-year-old Ashley Armenta has been shot in the back of the head when she was out walking at night in Phoenix, Arizona. She's on her way home from work, but that's... Okay. Against all odds, she survives, but she's able to tell the police what she saw. This is Clark Schwartzkopf, an investigator. Somehow she was okay and able to tell me exactly what it was she saw. She describes this light blue 2000 Toyota Camry. So that was Saturday, July 8th, 2006. Eight days later, authorities receive a tip through a police hotline. The caller, the tipster, this individual by the name of Sam Dietman, that told our tipster during a bar conversation drinking that he had shot and killed 
a person. Sam Dietman did have some assault cases, and Dietman had been named in two arson fires. It's a concern for everybody. We needed to try to find out where he is. So the suspect, Sam Dietman, had told the tipster when they'd been drinking, apparently, yes. that he had shot somebody. So they looked up his record, and he did have some assault and arson convictions. So they start looking for him. So now on July 30th, 2006... Wait, 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 wait. Before you go on, do you want me to tell you a little tidbit about that now? Um, You can, yeah. Okay, so what we don't know is that at this, at this exact same time, there are a couple of arson incidences. Okay. And these arson incidences, they I'm pretty sure it was a Walmart, but they didn't call it a Walmart. They said it was a grocery store. Okay. So... Uh, they have uh, interior camera, uh-huh. uh, uh, security camera footage of uh, two guys wandering around in these stores. And the first store, there was an there was a uh, fire, mm-hmm. and it caused like a million dollars worth of damage because the the uh, sprinklers yeah, and stuff comes went out off. And destroys everything. So everything in the store was basically destroyed. And forty five minutes after that fire started, mm-hmm. there was another fire in another store. God damn it! And miraculously, these two dudes mm-hmm. were on security film in both both locations. Stores. Okay. okay, we haven't met player number two yet. We haven't met, we haven't met player number two yet, but this this is important. Okay, so they put the pictures of them on the television uh-huh. because of the arson. Uh-huh. Hey. Does anybody know these two people? Right. And the guy who came forward, I'm sorry, you know I'm bad with names. I think his first name was Don, Uh was a biker dude who hung out at the Stardust Bar. Okay, that sounds bikery. Guess who was also a- Sam Dietman. (laughs) And this guy said, oh yeah. Trying to look like a badass for the biker. Oh yeah, I shot a dude. And the biker's like- I because so on in my research, he said, "Well, you know, it feels good to kill somebody, don't you agree?" Or something what like that dick. to the to the biker, yeah. and the biker's like, "I've never killed anybody." Good biker, man. Bikers, <laughs> I love bikers. Bikers are some of the best people on the planet. <laughs> I tell you what. And the picture of the biker, he's a biker. Yeah, was, long hair. I mean, he looks like a hard ass biker. So many of those bikers have hearts of gold. And he called. He is he the called one. In. He is the person who called yeah. in. I love me this, a biker with this tip on uh, Sam. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so now they're looking for him, and it's July 30th, 2006, and 22-year-old Robin, hmm, why didn't I put her last name? Robin something uh, was shot in the neck and killed while walking home, while walking outside her home. Uh, Authorities now believe the serial shooter has claimed six lives and left a dozen injured. I seem to recall when this was happening, that there was a serial uh, murder operating in Phoenix, and it had been going on for a while. How close was that to the dates? Because you know I'm bad with this shit. How close was it to the dates of the DC sniper? Uh, the DC sniper was before this. Okay. Uh, so now it's August 2nd, 2006, and authorities have tracked Sam Deepman to an apartment complex in East Phoenix. Frank, is East Phoenix funky? <laughs> <laughs> so authorities immediately set up surveillance of the apartment complex. As I'm watching, I watch this light blue four-door Toyota Camry pull in the parking lot. And the hair on the back of my neck stood up and I said, that's the exact vehicle that Ashley Armenta has described to us. 
the person we know and identify as Sam Beatman gets out of the passenger side of the vehicle. We're able to get a license plate and identify the car owner as a Dale S. Hausner. So they identify the owner of the car and the driver as Dale Hausner. These two are roommates, and they are able to get an emergency wiretap for that unit. And it's kind of hard to understand, but the two of them are talking about shooting people and about how much fun it is. It's very fucked up. It's creepy. But the one says, I like shooting people when they're walking away because it gives me a chance to focus and get a better aim and I don't have to worry about them turning around and look at me. And then they were talking about the the amount of people they'd shot and he's like, it's up to six. He's like, well, you're forgetting about that guy I shot in the ass and, you know, they're talking about the right. national coverage and they're they're kind of laughing and, and, and congratulating each other and it's a, it's just, it's sickening when it you is, realize what's going is, on. And the, the as we go along, it doesn't like... This particular uh, show, this interrogation yeah. show, doesn't really <laughs> encompass the entire scope of, of how, just how fucked, fucked up, up these guys were. All right. So, yeah. But yeah, we'll yeah. get there. Um, so they arrest these two. We see their mug shots. It looks like they've been crying. And it's Friday, August 4th, 2006. It's 1.56 in the morning. So the one detective is trying to figure out who is the weaker link. And... Dietman was a big guy, and he had those assault arrests, so they thought maybe Hausner was the more submissive, or whatever the <laughs> word is, of the two. So they go in to interview him first, because they're going to try to play them off of each other, yes. and it doesn't go the way the guy hopes. I decided to go to Dale first. No, you weren't enough to have anything handling about And I'm talking to you because, you know, he's... Unfortunately, you've been sucked into this hurricane that I'm calling Sam Demon. He thinks I'm honestly looking at Sam. That's the whole goal. I will take the focus off of Dale, and I'll put it all on Sam initially. If Sam is doing this, why would he do it? To strike fear, maybe to make people afraid of you, or to, in a sick way, boost yourself up. Sometimes I'll say, you know, when watching on TV, and I'll say, man, that's such a f***ing get when you walk down the street, three hand, man, someone's going to drive a cheat and you ask people, just don't listen, you know? People take the as a joke. That's basically him admitting that that's exactly what motivates him. He's clearly narcissistic, and he wants to create an unbelievable fear and anxiety in the whole metropolitan area. I started to think to myself, okay, I may have gone in to the wrong interview first. So, apparently... Dietman says that he was in the car with Hausner, and Hausner just pulled over and said, sit back, and he pulls out the gun. Sammy, yeah. how you doing? Uh, I have to sleep. I'm going to try to wake you up a little later, okay? We got to crack Sam if we're going to have any chance at cracking Dale, because Dale's not going to give it up. Um, I guess the best place to begin is, is, is just by being honest about... Um, everything that's going on. Um, you've been implicated in, in a crime, but 
Every, there's always two sides to every story. Yeah. Do you have any idea why you're here? Uh, yeah, I believe it'd be the serial shooter case. And why would you why would you think that? It was like getting a, a blast from a fire hydrant right in the face. Because I'm like, oh my god, this guy's going to talk. If you would, just, I'm going to let you speak, so go ahead. And, you know, trying to remember when it was. I was going to come spend the night at Dale's house. And Dale would come pick me up. On the way over to Dale's place, he's like, well, sit, sit back. I'm like, all right, why? And the window starts going down. And he's kind of plays a shotgun up over there. And I just hear this pop, and this guy starts screaming in the road there. Okay, let me back up a second. He's driving near the passenger seat? Is that this? I mean, yeah, I've never driven this car. You're always in the passenger seat. Correct? I don't think anybody's ever been a little okay. driver's car. And what does Dale do after he fires? And I just kind of chuckles a little bit and has a gun down beside his leg there. He kept driving. And when he did this, did you say anything to him? I just looked at him for a second. Probably not let him see me looking at him. I just kept looking forward. Just shoot somebody. And Demon says, uh, and the investigator says, well, what did you do? He's like, well, I, I just sat there. And he's like, what did Hausner do? He said he kind of chuckled. And at that point, I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. So, so, yeah, so you're sitting in the passenger seat of a car, and someone pulls out a gun. We're You you think it's a rifle, but it's not. It's a handgun. Okay. And the, you Because you, the way Demon described it was a rifle. Right. He said it was a rifle. And he, you pull the... So you're riding in a car, and the person you're dri- who's driving stops the car, puts a gun in front of you, aimed out the window, shoots and Shoots at a random shoots. person. And the guy doesn't say anything to and him. And you, you don't react more than, nope. what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. No, he said, I just look straight ahead. God. It was so dumb. So now they send in two new detectives to interview Hausner, thinking maybe they would change it up. And we hear that one tactic that the detective is going to try is to rattle his cage. And he said, it's kind of a dicey technique, but we had to do something because he was just playing it too cool. He stayed so stoic and it, none of it seemed to phase him. We needed an emotional response as our last resort. I thought, I'm just going to go for the juggler. We're going to have to get kind of graphic and attack him. It is definitely a risky tactic. Either he's going to confess or he's going to lawyer up. You have no remorse. You are a classic sociopath. You have no remorse for what you've done to all these people. You don't give a about anybody but yourself. You are a classic sociopath. You know how many university professors are going to want to interview you? You are a textbook. Pervert. Look up, Dale. You're a pervert. Okay, you got to... I'm not going to ask any more questions. Why not? And being disrespectful, that's fine. No, we're meeting your definition of your self-described pervert. And we finally found what really gets to you. We found the truth. And that's why you did this, just to get off, right? Do you not want to answer our questions anymore? No, I do not. No, I think I apologize for calling the right I'll be more than happy to answer all your questions. You apologize to the family members. So, like a baby, he says he'll answer questions if they apologize for calling him a sociopath. Uh pervert so the one detective said he didn't mind him lawyering up because sometimes lies are just as effective as a confession Ooh. 
So Dale Hausner goes on trial in September 2008, and they use that interrogation footage against him. He is convicted of 80 felonies, including six counts of first-degree murder, and he receives six death sentences. So Dietman pleads guilty to two counts of murder, and he is sentenced to life in prison. We hear from Schwarzkopf one last time. For those families who've lost somebody, there is no closure for them. But I think justice was served, and I think a community was saved, and I'm glad to be a part of that. It's the most important work I've ever done as an investigator. And yes, justice was served. So that's just the interrogation raw, hyper-condensed Down to the, because, now. And now let's go. (laughs) Oh my God. So. I heard you upstairs when you were taking notes and you were like, these people are fucked up. Fucked up. So. so, It's a horrible thing. We're we're just. We are not laughing by any stretch of the imagination. The gravity of the situation not lost on us. But just how messed up these two are. It's the world we live in today. The world is so desensitized and you're watching these crime shows. And I know so many people who watch crime shows. And it's kind of like, I don't want to say ritual, but, yeah. you know, you make a drink, you have a snack, you sit on the sofa, and you watch a crime show. Mm-hmm. And then you debate it like how you would have done it better or worse or how <laughs> fucked up they are. And I've said stuff at work before, and they're like, oh, yeah, I heard about that, or blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I don't know. know if I ever think about if I could have done it better. Maybe, I guess, we do. I like, constantly yeah. am like, well, that's, you know. Yeah, you love to fingerprint. That, that's actually a, an online joke. Ah, that's a mistake you make right there. Yeah. You take another bite of <laughs> pizza you know so you know and and it's not a matter of wanting to do the crimes is you just don't think you're you're thinking how stupid the yeah. person is who's stay stupid this. criminals right. thank god now, all right let, 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 lay some weird shit on now me. the 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 horrifying thing about this the, actually there is so much information that i can't get it all straight well, can you tell me the victims? We started out at their sixth oh, no, you, killing. You you just think it's shooters. Uh-huh. There were 33 separate incidences that were attributed to these two guys. They were only convicted and went to jail on the ones that you basically just mentioned. Okay. There were... Dozens of other people six, shot. There, there was over... Thir- I was doing math earlier. What's three times twelve? Uh-huh. Thirty-six. So there's yeah. So there was there was thirty-six incidences where the person did not die, but so they were they, shot. They were either shot at, or they were shot and with a minor injury, okay. or they weren't hurt, or something. Or they, like, well, a couple of people were seriously hurt, right? Some of them were seriously hurt, but only what did we count up? Six, six or seven. Died. I think six died. died, yeah. And then one guy who received injuries died like a year later okay. because of the injuries. So we find out that these two ding-dongs, Dale, oof. Yeah. Dale is in a large family. He's got uh, five or six brothers. He's the youngest. He's the youngest. And we saw a thing about one of the other, the next oldest brother. Yeah. And I got really creeped out by that guy. And yeah. it really bothered me. Because he went to apologize to he, one of the victims. He, he was trying to apologize for uh, his brother's do- for Dale's deeds. deeds. And and even though he's trying to, it just came off really it, it didn't. It weird. didn't seem necessary. But... Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Sam uh Dale had a job 
at an airport. Okay. And he was a uh, cleanup guy, a, a custodian kind of a guy. Okay. And apparently he had a whole crew of people that worked within the airport where he obtained things and sold them. He stole them. Lost and found kind of stuff. All that kind of stuff, but also uh, non-duty, etc. And apparently he was running like a little mini store out of the trunk of his car. Oh, wow. So people were buying things from him and, you know, whatever there was a variety of stuff and his older brother who of course i can't find the name doesn't matter so the older brother dale worked in the airport as well and dale was in a way sam's enforcer oh okay so no 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 sam is the older brother dale is the the guy who committed the murders okay okay so you got him backwards doesn't matter yeah see this is when you you Good company in the car. You know I'm bad with names. Okay, so Dale is working at the airport doing this little under, you know, he's selling Hustle. all this stuff. And his older brother, Jeff, uh-huh. is his enforcer. His muscle, okay. He's a big, he's a bigger dude, older guy, and he's doing all this kind of stuff. And kind of he a messed is, up family. He is a bad dude on his own, but not as bad. Uh, like, not as bad as Dale. Yeah, not as bad <laughs> as Dale. He was Dale's secondary in the car but they cannot put anything on him because you know once once everything became uh wait wait wait. his brother was also part of the shooting in the very beginning remember there's 33 incidents so his brother was with him for part of it for some of them he was but 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 he doesn't follow he doesn't get caught uh, or maybe he turns state's evidence what or something? is it when you pile things together he doesn't get part of it because it was just easier to go after the other thing because the older brother was in jail went mm-hmm. to jail for something oh okay it was just a few years but that was enough to fuck up the the, the patterns and the way they did things and that is when dale Deep, yeah. found deepman sam yeah okay deepman deepman okay yes so in the run-up to the, the shooting spree, you were indicating that there was something else going on? So, Dale was going around with his gun. He was shooting animals. Yeah. Livestock. Cows, horses, dogs. With a any, pistol. Anything he could see. So, I guess one of the stories that I that I found was that there was a horse. Oh, no. It was a cow. Anyway, it was a very... It was either a horse or a cow. I think it was a horse. It was... that was dying in a field, and it drowned because he'd shot it several times, and it basically drowned because it's blood... In the its own lungs. blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. And so they were just killing anything that they thought they could get away with shooting, and nobody would see them. That's why it's so random. Like, it doesn't make yeah. any sense. That's when serial killers don't have a type, right. and it's purely random. That's why they're so hard to find. Right. Right. If it's not like, you know, young women with blonde hair at nightclubs, it's like they really don't have anything to go on when they're that just weirdly spontaneous. It's like we don't know what's going to happen next. There is no pattern to these victims. So the other thing, the other, you know, they're, they're saying the weird traumatizing things that are in the, the, the Hausner, you know, right. Dale, uh, is that he actually uh, married a girlfriend mm-hmm. and they moved to Phoenix and he had uh he got a divorce from the first wife and he married his second wife and they had another child so there's two children mm-hmm. and he and the wife were driving and they had a car accident and the two children were killed oh my god so that apparently affected uh Dale, Dale so badly that at one point there 
uh, he took the wife out into the desert in her night in her pajamas, basically. Uh-huh. It was going to kill her. And if it hadn't been for like an ATV kind of a thing coming by at the time, right. he would have killed her. She literally has said, that is the reason I'm alive today because these other people. Oh, I don't understand the rationale for that at all. Well, because Is he blaming her for the he's wreck? He's blaming her for everything. God he blamed her for all the bad So I, that's that's horribly traumatic. Does not justify anything right. that he did. None of this. So, so the first death, the first death, uh-huh. not the first incident, but the first death, death that is attributed to them, the Hausner combo of Hauser-Dietman, uh-huh. is a 20-year-old dude named David Estrada. Oh, we met his son. We... No, 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 that no. That wasn't him? No, 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 no that was not, not him. <gasps> so the first, well, he was, this guy was, David Estrada was 20 years old. He was from a semi-upper middle class family. He was a musician. He was waiting on the side of the road near a strip mall to be picked up with friends. They were going to go to San Francisco and San Diego. Wow. And obviously he got shot because he's a victim. The His body was found because it was next to a uh, fast food restaurant of some sort. Oh. And when the people turned around the fast food thing, the light shined up and they saw the body laying there where he, where he had where he had been shot. Uh-huh. And that's the only reason that they saw the body. Oh, God. And they assumed that he was just, because it was on the side of the road, it was a drunk guy. Yeah. He had just fallen asleep. So that was technically the first assigned victim okay and then like i and he was 20 mm-hmm. the next the next guy who died these mm-hmm. are the ones who died was 44 then there was two hispanic dudes in a neighborhood jose ortez was shot first and less than a mile away marco carrillo was shot and it was kind of on the same street but in the were, same time same night. It was, it was this. It was like they shot the one and they found the other guy. God and they damn shot it. him. Then there was another twenty-year-old. I mean, it was it was literally what they found. Mm-hmm. So if they were driving along and they saw someone walking in the middle of nowhere with nobody around, and they and thought no they'd get away with it, they do. They thought it. they could get away with it, they'd shoot him. And that's why for the longest time there was no uh, pattern, no, no no pattern, no yeah. idea. Nobody knew it. until. The gal you mentioned earlier, she survived. She said it's a the, silver blah blah blah, uh, a, a light blue Toyota. Exactly. Camry. Yep. And the murder of Jose Ortez and Marco Carrillo happened in an area that did not have any cameras, but one of the buildings between uh-huh. had a camera and picked up the car. Well. Exactly. It didn't pick up any of the crimes. And this is so, to me, this is, to me, this is interesting. So the the Camry, the the car goes by very slowly. Mm -hmm. You can't make out anything. You can can tell it's a four-door car. That's all you can tell. They, They make, you see the car go by. And then a few seconds later, you see a cat walking along the sidewalk. Uh huh. And something made the cat jump and run. Oh. The shot what was from the... shooting the second guy. That's what they put together? Scared the shit out of the cat, and the cat ran. And then the next second, the car zooms past the camera. Oh, okay. Wow. So that was the only thing they had to work with was that before this other person said it was this car, and then it was all put together. And then they got the tip and from the tipster. They, yes, yes, yes. And at that one 
thing where Dale Hausner, they're like, why do you think Bateman's probably, Deepman's probably shooting these people? He's like, I don't know, maybe to make himself feel better right. or more important, or so maybe people will take this shit seriously. And they're like, he is in effect giving a confession exactly. as to the motivation. And they're like, that's him confessing. He doesn't realize it, but that's what they were doing it for. Also, didn't he fancy himself a boxing yes. promoter? He, uh, he had a bunch of side he ideas. Was a, he was considered a boxing photojournalist for Ring Sports and FightNews.com. Oh, geez. And and I this is me being me being the petty asshole that I am. Here he is a boxing aficionado, so to speak. He was not built like anybody who has anything to do with any real. He was sport. not. He was kind of scrawny. He but. was he was built very oddly, and it's like if if boxing is your thing, wouldn't you be in a little better shape? Yeah. So, um, but that's me being me because yeah. you know I I'm I'm awfully one to judge. So, um, just just to just to also say. Uh, ahead of these incidences, neither one of these guys, uh, Dale or Sam, mm -hmm. were model citizens. No, they had drink drug problems, right? Uh, yes. Arrest uh, records. Uh, Sam uh, had a petty crime, shoplifting, drunk driving, and uh, he uh, had returned. He was from Arizona. He'd, he'd moved to Minnesota and came back. And it's just, there's no, you know. It's the, chaotic. Yes. So, oh, here's uh, here's a more accurate statistic. There were eight victims killed, 19 injured. Wow. So there were 33 total, 19 injured, eight killed. Well, that's 27. Excuse me? That's eight, eight and 19 is 27. Right, but I'm saying incidences. Not, oh. Not, oh, where people didn't get hurt. They shot at them when they missed right, or so whatever. Somebody shot or whatever. Yeah, or oh, okay. And this could that, possibly that number could. The also more we be talk about this, the, the more I absolutely do remember this. This is why. I, this is why. Like going into this and trying to read this information, I'm really bad with names, uh -huh. and I'm like, oh my god, it's another name. It's yeah. another name. And uh, and I actually lost uh, a thing. So yeah, the the they kept using. Um, it, yeah, it was just so Hausner kind of. I don't want to say adopted, developed. I don't know what the right word is, but Hausner found Sam mm -hmm. and cultivated him into groomed him. A, grew. <laughs> That's why that education. There works we go. For you. <laughs> groomed for groomed him into being his secondary. Yeah. Now. Oh, it's just so evil. Sam though. ended up. Because Sam was basically homeless. Yeah. And Sam ended up moving in with Hausner. Okay. So they're saying that he slept on the sofa. The The thing is, is these two guys are so weirdly, I don't know, they're just weird. Yeah. So, okay, now I don't know if you know this or not. Okay, so Sam uh, Dietman, he's still incarcerated. He His conviction was for first-degree murders on two counts, life imprisonment without parole. And the day he was apprehended was August 3rd. 2006. They both were apprehended the same day. Exactly. So Dale, his convictions were first-degree murder, six count, attempted first-degree murder, 17 counts, conspiracy to commit first-degree murder, aggravated assault, 15 counts, arson of occupied structure, two counts, animal cruelty, nine counts, conspiracy to commit animal cruelty, two counts, drive-by shooting, 24 counts, Wow. unlawful discharging of a firearm, four counts. Uh, his criminal, he was, uh, uh, he got a death sentence. He got six of them. <laughs> he got, well, he was supposed to be. Um, he was supposed to be put to death. He was on antidepressants. 
Okay. <laughs> I can't imagine and why. I'm laughing. I'm like, I'm on antidepressants. Yeah. Uh, he was on antidepressants in prison, and he hoarded the pills, and then uh, ate them and uh, killed himself. In 2013. Yes. Yep. So he he died uh, in 2013 at the age of 40 in Florence State Prison in Arizona, United wow. States. Yep, he uh, dodged the Oof. hangman's noose. Oh, that, they, that was a messed up story. I, I absolutely do remember it because it, it was it went on for like a year and a half. Yeah. They were like they're, they they because they're like we think we have a serial killer because over the past nine months in Phoenix there have been thirteen people shot, four of them have died, and we just had another one. And they're like it's so random and it's the same gun, it's the same caliber, right. you know. And and um, so I, I absolutely do remember that. They mentioned that in their phone call that was tapped. Right. They're like you know they're talking about this in other states. Yeah, it's bad and news. There was an underlying level. They were saying they were, they weren't blaming it, but they were saying that they were driven by meth, that they were doing. Uh, they, I know they had drink and drug problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but they were using meth, and that that was not an excuse, but that was like fuel part of the defense. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, the poor dum dum Sam just couldn't get out of his own way. Hausner took him into the fold. Yeah, made him into a really, 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 really horrible person. Yeah, it's a terrible thing. Yes, it is absolutely um, terrifying. Yeah, there's a lot of crime in Phoenix. Um, and I, like I said, it was like, wait, when? Did, oh, here's another one. Wait, May. June, July, August. Oh my God! And it was just, <laughs> just and it's just too much information. Yeah, I heard you me. losing your mind up there taking well, notes. Well, <laughs> I will say it was because this is something that has happened before, and I, and I just don't understand it. So you've committed a horrible, you've committed a crime. Right. It doesn't even matter what it is. The the I guess the act of confession is so valuable to the human being that you're going to confess to somebody in a bar. I, I don't think he was confessing. I think he was bragging. Okay, and, well, and I think he was assuming. He's a biker. He's gonna think it's cool that I killed someone. And he's like, "You got me all wrong, buddy. I I might yeah, be wearing, I might, I might be, be dressed biker, up. I might know. be dressed like a badass. I don't think killing don't people's cool. cool. Yeah. So I don't think he was confessing. I think he was bragging. But. In the past, when we've done these, this has happened before. People have done it because they like they couldn't keep the secret any longer. It's like but, I got to tell but someone. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I just that makes somebody else zero has to know. Sense to me. Somebody has because to know. Because in a weird way, if the biker had not said that's this they guy, probably, named, might, they might not have. They, they would have found them eventually. Found them eventually but, it, but it could have gone on for months, exactly. possibly years. So you know, that's like me going into a bar getting drunk and telling the guy, you know, the, the guy next to me, yeah, I ate two cakes from Wigman's. No, no, no. You got a herp. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening. That's not even funny. That's not even (laughs) funny. All right. Good night. Or warm.